0: Mayonnaise, known for being a condiment, famous for being white and eggy. Nobody thinks much about it, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why mayonnaise is secretly incredibly fascinating. Hey there folks welcome to a whole new podcast episode a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is my name is alex schmidt and i'm not alone a wonderful pair of guests returns today for a second helping of sauce if you've heard the ketchup episode of this podcast then you know about david christopher bell and Tom Ryman. I insisted they return for mayonnaise. That was, that was the only way this show was happening. Dave and Tom run an amazing podcast network and streaming channel called Gamefully Unemployed. Also, Tom is an associate editor at Collider.com. Dave is a scriptwriter for the Some More News YouTube channel with other friends of ours. Uh, these guys are multi-talented and busy, and I'm so glad they made time for returning for mayonnaise. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Catawba, Eno, and Shikori peoples, acknowledge Dave and Tom each recorded this on the traditional land of the gabrielino tongva and Keech and Chumash peoples, and acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode, and today's episode is about mayonnaise. And the main thing to say about the content of this episode is that whether you love mayonnaise or hate mayonnaise, this show is for you. We we celebrate both viewpoints and uh, sort of explore some science with that as well. It's a good time. So let's get on with that. Please sit back or stand over a bowl, stirring together a secret sauce that is just mayo and ketchup. That's most secret sauces. Come on. And anyway, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. And then, and this will come out December 21st it's kind of the Christmas episode, yeah.
1: Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> but
2: we not gotta really learn any specific ways. We gotta learn uh... something about,
1: about oh, the
2: spirit of Christmas or They're something. Just, uh...
1: The spirit of mayonnaise.
2: The spirit of mayonnaise. Yeah, <laughs> mayonnaise is white like snow.
1: Yeah, elves make it.
2: Yeah, elves do make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the top of this, I just want to say I love that we get like Da Vinci Code like clues. Uh, in the email, yeah, where you're like, "Here's a meme. Here's a picture of mayonnaise. Here's a person about <laughs> to eat a bunch." Of, where it's just like, it's just like these, these, these five pictures will tell you what you're doing, yeah, and nothing more.
0: Well, this will go in the show because yeah, I, I maybe maybe I haven't totally clearly told listeners that yeah, I just tell guests what the topic is and tell them to be ready to talk about their opinion of it and then send a few visual aids if necessary. Few, yeah, so send you guys clues. a set of mayonnaise visual aids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A few a few tasty right. hints. <laughs> what if what if I mailed you actual mayonnaise and then you
1: guys were like, We know what that is. You didn't You're need like, to I want you eat it. So here's what mayonnaise is. Yeah, you have to eat it on mic.
0: Yeah. I want to
2: see you eat it. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a good time to also say this episode will cater to people who do not like mayonnaise, in addition uh-huh. to those who do. But I always start by asking guests, as you know, their relationship to the topic or opinion of it. I think on the catch up episode we established that we all at least like mayonnaise a medium amount. But how do you guys feel about mayonnaise?
1: How do you feel about it? I'm pro mayonnaise. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna throw that gauntlet down on the table right now.
0: I
2: <laughs> I think of mayonnaise the way I think of like oil, where it's like I wouldn't chug it. But uh, it's necessary <laughs> lubricant in the f- eating process.
1: Mm-hmm. In the food world, yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 necessary to moisten your sandwiches. Yeah,
2: um, I, I don't want to no. get too yeah, yeah. close to it.
1: <laughs> no, I I I, <laughs> I grew up in Germany, so I eat French fries with mayonnaise. Oh yeah, as the Europeans do,
0: mm. and wisely,
1: I think it's a good it's a good move. It's, it's not a solid move. A bad yeah, it's combo. a strong move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a real flex. Roll mayonnaise flex.
2: <laughs> I will say if I have mayonnaise next to ketchup, I'm going for that ketchup probably.
0: You mean in a fry context? In a fry. It?
2: Yeah, in a fry. So yeah, yeah. Because I think the mayonnaise it's not flavorful enough for fries.
1: Well see, that's that's where you're dead wrong, Dave. You're dead okay. wrong.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm well again I'm not
1: hating, Mane- it. I'm not Mane- hating uh, it. bursts with flavor. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's fair. I feel like mayonnaise is divisive right, on the internet and everything. So I'm glad we've, we're have we finding division points already in a positive it's, way.
2: It's one of those things that if someone's like, I hate mayonnaise, I'm like, I understand. Like, yeah. or, 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 I like mayonnaise, but I understand how it could be hated because it's, like you said, it's dif- divisive. Like, it's, a, it's just a very strong condiment. So I get yeah. that it could upset people. I assume it's also an age thing. Like, when you're a kid, you want, like, mustard or ketchup. Oh, yeah. But, like... I don't know. As I got older, a nice layer of mayonnaise on my veggie burger is delightful. I also use it as a uh I make an egg and cheese sandwich in the morning sometimes. And like you need a little bit of a lubricant. You don't want too much on there, but like you, you want a little lube on there, and mayonnaise mm. is a good lube for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz mayonnaise is eggs. So you're lubricating yeah. the egg with egg.
2: With more egg, yeah.
1: With its pulverized relatives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dave, I like that you described it as oil earlier because it is
0: literally mostly oil. Like, yeah, that's, that's
2: exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, you can use it instead of butter uh, in some mm. cases. <laughs> <laughs> there are recipes where they're like, like you'll like put mayonnaise on, like a like there's. I think there. All right, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a grilled cheese recipe where you can put mayonnaise on the bread. I've been on the internet.
0: Yeah, the internet. As we, I think, discussed with ketchup as
1: well, I'm sure the internet's a bottomless well of mayonnaise things. Yeah. Mm. Not all of them pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> my mom made like a baked macaroni one time using a recipe that used mayonnaise and it was horrible. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> sound
2: good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the only time uh, ever growing up or as an adult that both my brother and I were like, what is this? This tastes <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> because you know every other time you get something you don't like it's like you recognize that. oh this is a taste thing like this is just i i, I don't like this yeah but i recognize that it's fine i'm gonna eat it. it's like no no this macaroni was bad they <laughs> we like, we like no you're like we can't do this we, we just can't this? do this
2: yeah. <laughs> i have a question alex because you've probably done a lot of research i just googled mayonnaise and google has it classified as a dressing
0: Oh, you know what? This is a great time to get into the first segment of the show, then. Because oh! on every episode, as you know, our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of numbers and statistics. And that is in a segment called, Oh, darling, darling stats by me.
1: <laughs> keep going,
0: keep going. <laughs> Oh, I I don't have it in me. But that was submitted by Alex Coulomb, friend of the show, Alex Coulomb. And we're going to have a new name for this segment every week. Make them as silly and wacky and bad as possible. Submit to at SIFpod on Twitter or to SIFpod at gmail.com. Because the first number is 65%. And 65% is the minimum oil by weight for mayonnaise to be labeled as mayonnaise in the United States, according to the FDA and and like federal rules. Hmm. It has to be 65%. Uh, and that also means that miracle whip famously but also some other mayo type things too miracle whip is technically salad dressing because it is too low in oil ah. content to there, be like called mayonnaise
1: there I, is a discernible difference between miracle whip and mayonnaise I, yes. I got that yeah years ago thinking they were the same thing and you try miracle whip and this is not mayonnaise it's <laughs> i'm going to go ahead and
2: say miracle whip is trash
1: Miracle is pretty um, gross. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's some. There's oh. a weird
1: off flavor to it.
2: Like it tastes like mayonnaise that like, like someone peed in. Like well, it, it tastes it, like <laughs> slightly, slightly weird okay. mayonnaise.
1: It's like it's like mayonnaise that tried <laughs> yeah, don't to hold be hold back man. Yeah, yeah whoa. <laughs> it's mayonnaise that tried to be marshmallows. Yeah, and that's not a good combination. You don't. Put, yeah. You don't put mayonnaise on marshmallows. Why would you do that? Alex, why would you do that?
0: (laughs) 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 Because it's all I have, like the worst pantry. (laughs) uh, It's
1: horrible pantry.
0: (laughs) I also prefer regular mayonnaise to Miracle Whip. So Mm. uh, we are united there. Sorry, listeners. Uh, But the FDA says that for something to be labeled with the word mayonnaise, it has to contain at least 65% oil by weight, also has to contain egg, and contain vinegar. So in the us you have to have those in the jar for it to say mayonnaise on the jar.
2: okay. you yeah. know what's funny is this is the first time I even wondered what mayonnaise is made out of and that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense
1: I, I knew those yeah. I knew those three ingredients. I knew that it was I knew that it was egg and, and oil and vinegar.
2: I was kind of in the realm of like I don't want to know
1: uh, <laughs> you know I just
2: want to live my life uh, enjoying mayonnaise. Now that you tell me the base <laughs> ingredients, I'm like, oh, that's not as bad as I thought. So, you know, it's one of those where you're like, they have, you know, in order for it to be mayonnaise, it has to contain like this much egg and this much squid, and I've been like, damn, all right, it has to be twenty squid this whole time,
1: twenty eight percent cricket legs by volume, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and I
0: want more legs. I'm so upset. That's it.
1: The legs give it its tang. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) The next number here is another percentage. It is more than eighty percent. Eight zero. And that is the combined U.S. market share of just two companies in the mayonnaise industry. One of them is Kraft Heinz because they make Miracle Whip uh, that's sold in the U.S., Canada, and I think elsewhere. The other one is Unilever because they are one of the world's biggest food companies. And they own the Hellman's slash Best Foods brand of mayonnaise. Are you guys aware of like the name split there? It's a weird thing.
1: I am not. Um, I know I know that when I moved to the West Coast, Hellman's became Best Foods.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the. It's like one of those Hardee's, Carl's Jr. things. Yeah. Uh, if if people know that American reference, where Hellman's is the name of the mayonnaise in the Eastern U.S., Canada, Europe, and then Best Foods is the brand name in the Western U.S. and New Zealand, uh, and then also the internet tells me you can get both names in Australia, and I don't know why, but apparently huh. you can do that, and it's chaos. But they started as separate companies on separate coasts, and then uh, merged together in nineteen twenty seven, and they're still called separate things. Okay.
1: Yeah, you can't ditch that brand recognition even after a hundred (laughs) years. Pretty
2: (laughs) bold to call your brand "Best Foods," Uh, because, like, (laughs) man, what a flex is that! Right? (laughs) It's solid. They're just like, what? What will really grab them? I don't know. What if our foods is the
1: best food? It's, it's like and really, then you're in the
2: supermarket, and you're like, "Well, that's the best one, apparently." It's real. De- that's
1: that. that's real depression era thinking. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh By the way, I just want to know: I am on the Reddit, the subreddit for mayonnaise, uh, right now, mm-hmm. and it is oh, wow. weird. Here we what
1: are you learning?
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys want to know.
1: I don't. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah,
2: this is real weird yeah, it, stuff. Dave,
0: Dave, close that incognito window so we can continue the podcast, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, so there's the one mayonnaise giant and the one miracle whip giant. That's most sales of it. Uh, Unilever is so big that our next number here is 350 million. And 350 million is the number of eggs that Unilever purchases annually to make their mayonnaise. Huh. Mm. Uh, that's a lot of eggs, like a third of a billion.
1: That's, that's too many <laughs> eggs. What eggs? <laughs> A lot of chickens that will never be born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: also, like handling eggs just, sucks. and imagine having to like handle eggs on that scale. It's just a whole thing that I don't care to think about. <laughs> I don't know. I can't handle like I when Dave, I get in, eggs. In, in a, your in crisis. your mind,
1: in your mind, is it one person cracking yeah. all three hundred fifty million? No, eggs? no,
2: no. Just like just like delivering them. Just like holding them. Be like, oh, don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. No, I'm just oh. saying, like, mass egg <laughs> delivery, I don't know. That's That just seems like a shitty thing to be involved in.
0: So, you, Dave, you mean they just have to be that careful all the time? That's yeah, the problem. right?
2: Like, is it a whole industry <laughs> of people who are like, we can't break these goddamn eggs? When I get eggs delivered, because, I, because it's a pandemic, so I get them delivered, getting them from, like, my door to my fridge is a crisis for me. Um, is this just me? Am I just clumsy? What are you,
1: Dick Van Dyke? Like, are, what? I <laughs> <laughs> can't carry a cart. I have never broken an egg in my life. I
2: get very nervous about eggs. And I've had eggs show up broken.
1: You calamitous and that's a, fool. And that's a
2: concern, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's their whole deal. They're eggs. They're eggs. They break.
1: Yeah. Easily. If you're a clown.
2: That's why they're in the cartons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's hard, Tom. Are you riding a unicycle to your from your door to the kitchen? I don't know.
2: Sometimes just to spice <laughs> like, things what
1: up. What are you doing? I'm just saying
2: that's a lot of <laughs> eggs to have to get around. And that just is I'm concerned about it. I'm very concerned about these eggs.
1: Listen, man, they've been they've been in the business of mayonnaise making since the nineteen twenties. I think they got it covered.
2: They figured out the eggs?
1: Yeah, they figured it out, man. <laughs> All right. I'm just, I'm really enjoying imagining the
0: entire global egg industry being people making that little noise you make when you're nervous about carrying something. It's like, oh,
2: yeah. oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh no, no, no. Yeah, I want it to be like everybody handling eggs hates it. It's just like, oh, these damn eggs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh, just all uh, the time. Don't break, yeah. don't break, don't break, don't break, don't break. <laughs> well, uh,. <laughs> This, uh, this next number is a chaos number. Uh, this number is huh. 1,250 gallons. And 1,250 gallons is the amount of spoiled mayonnaise that students at Michigan State University turned into energy. Huh. Students at Michigan State, they said, we've spoiled 1,250 gallons. What do we do? And they turned it into power, which is very exciting.
1: It's a good use of food. What did... Okay. How did they... Are hold you on. just going to leave it at that? Oh, I'm going uh, to...
2: I'm going <laughs> to guess. I'm going to guess.
1: It's <laughs> just got, the, uh, the, the right. outro
0: music plays. That was it. <laughs> <They> uh, got...
1: <laughs> That's the show. That's all you get.
0: So apparently what happened is in December of 2016, and this is coming from Atlas Obscura, there were freezing temperatures to the point that 500 containers of dining hall mayonnaise was compromised. And each container holds two and a half gallons. Um, and then there's also coming from the student newspaper at Michigan State, the university realized there was an issue when, quote, students in the cafeteria complained, end quote. Uh, and then also the local food bank turned it down, which I think is
1: fair. Yeah. Um, I like that the, I look at the complained, then, complained is in quotes. They right. complained <laughs> <laughs> about the spoiled mayonnaise.
2: They got stomach boo-boos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They complained right, just, about the rotten egg juice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Concerns were raised as the vomiting and pooping. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and so then uh, Michigan State, it's its like many big state schools, has a big egg program and a lot of interesting like agricultural things. And so their farms on the south side of campus had a large anaerobic digester, which is where you feed biodegradable waste to microorganisms. And then the microorganisms produce biogas, and that can be heat or electricity. And so a team oh. of 12 volunteers spent a full eight-hour day scooping and pouring mayonnaise into this digester uh, and turned it into power. Oh. Like just a laborious old mayonnaise day turned into a good thing.
2: It's like the uh, survival video game Raft that everybody knows and is very popular uh, that I play a lot of. You, you make biofuel oh. by, by sticking garbage and a thing yeah it's 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 science yeah. i'm an expert on this mm-hmm. it yeah, all checks no. out mm-hmm. <laughs> i was hoping they like i don't know use the mayonnaise to grease up a bunch of cats to be more aerodynamic and like be on treadmills or something yeah, a big hamster but wheel. i guess no. yeah but i guess your way makes more sense <laughs> right so yeah this country so are you saying we can run on mayonnaise like this country uh, someday
0: we probably could do a lot more of this anaerobic digester thing. Yeah, I, th- I think that would probably be a good idea. You know, we just throw out so much. Oh, I, I almost forgot. There's one more like mental picture step to it, which is apparently after they scooped out all the mayonnaise containers, they then rinsed all of the containers to recycle them. Like that was part of the workday. Oh, and the rinsing part was apparently chaos. This this quote is somebody who did it from the Michigan State newspaper quote. Mayonnaise was getting all over. Some carpet was getting smeared, and we all had dress clothes on.
1: This was not anticipated at all. End quote. Was it what, not anticipated? Why, why did they have dress? Hosing, <laughs> That's Yeah, them. why are you wearing dress clothes when you're hosing out giant containers of mayonnaise? Yeah. You guys are in college. Excellent question. Come on. I was yeah, hoping right. it
2: was going to turn into like a party, like a Bud Light commercial, where it's they're just, like, yeah, college kids with hoses and mayonnaise. They had a party. It just was wild. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're just like, they're dainty little college kids with their dress clothes. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you Come wearing on, a guys, shirt and tie to scoop out spoiled mayonnaise, you yeah. doof. That's on you.
0: Yeah, and in college, I'm pretty sure I didn't iron dress shirts before putting them on. Oh, These guys no. are in like formal wear to scoop mayonnaise. Yeah, There's two more numbers here. One of them is the year 2017. And 2017 is the year that astronauts ate mayonnaise in space. Just, yeah. just a really good time. It what took
1: happened that law? Yeah, was there something preventing mayonnaise from going into space? Is it not does it not does it not do well in zero gravity?
2: <laughs> or is NASA just like it's gross? Mayonnaise is gross. We're not yeah. doing we're not dealing with it.
0: So there's a cool thing where the International Space Station, it turns out it has a vegetable production system where they can grow plants. Um and NASA astronaut Peggy Whitson, an alumna of Iowa Wesleyan University, go tigers, uh, she used that system to grow lettuce. And then the crew ate it with a topping of lobster and wasabi mayonnaise, uh, which was brought up from Earth.
2: Wait, what? they ate it with lobster, did you say?
0: Yeah, I think they just had their space lettuce. And then they brought up lobster and then also a wasabi mayonnaise. And I, like, Googled when I tried to Google around and find other mayonnaise in space. And that's the only thing I can find. So, so the listeners the first time they
1: ate lobster but, in space? I was about
2: to say, I'm more impressed uh, <laughs> by the lobster. Imagine <laughs> yes, living in the... Imagine living in the bottom of the ocean and getting murdered and brought into space. Like, that's the last place that lobster thought thought that they were going to go.
0: That is an excellent point.
2: I mean, in a way, it's it's kind of an accomplishment, because that lobster got to go to space, but, you know, not under the best conditions.
1: (laughs) That lobster went further than any other lobster has gone.
2: Yeah, like, all right, if you guys were like 90... And someone told you you can go to space, but you have to be killed and eaten. Would you do it? Just to go to oh, space? Me? Just to be in space? Yeah. Would that you get murdered good. and eaten to go to space?
1: Probably.
0: I I, I question think I would. Yeah. Yeah. The astronauts are cannibals at that point, so I question them. But my right. end is fine. That's okay.
2: It could be aliens. Yeah. It could be it could be oh. aliens <laughs> eating you with uh alien mayonnaise, slathering <laughs> you.
0: For for some reason, I'm less down to get harvested by aliens. But if humans do it, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Maybe
2: it's Earth
1: patriotism. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's human human pride. You're just like, Mm no. If anybody's going to eat me, it'll be other people. Thank you. I'm fine
1: to be killed by my own, but not you, sir. No. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think that's
2: really what I think.
1: I'm learning that now.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Well, we've discovered something today. That's good. (laughs) We're learning. Yeah, yeah.
0: The last number here. And I'll foreground this right away. It's the world record for eating mayonnaise. So steal yourself if that that is gross to you. Uh, The record is three and a half jars within three minutes. So uh, that is more than a jar a minute.
2: It's a lot of mayonnaise.
0: Uh, Guinness Book of World Records awarded this to Michelle Lesko in 2019, uh, and she's a professional speed eater. Um, She also has world records for the fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta and the fastest time to eat a hot dog with no hands. So she has a few of these.
2: That surprises me. Which part? the The fact that she is eating other things fast.
0: Because oh.
2: um, with mayonnaise, I figure it's like someone who's just really good at the the one thing they can do. Because mayonnaise is, again, I like <laughs> mayonnaise, but you know, speed eating. Right? How do you like,
1: figure out that that's your talent?
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's 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 just wild to me that. Uh, she she has other things that she can eat fast. I don't know. I feel like you just get, yeah, get real that. good at one one food. Uh, that's wild.
0: Especially because pasta and hot dogs are so tasty. It's surprising yeah. she's also in this mayonnaise zone uh, where she she's just like, eating
2: yeah, straight
1: mayonnaise. up mayonnaise.
2: But again, it's are a you, good are, lubricant. So.
1: Are you allowed to use a straw? So I when you eat the mayonnaise. That's a good question. <laughs> that's an excellent question.
0: Um, I did not watch the video, but there is a video of her doing it. Uh, And I sent you guys a screen cap because I found the setup funny. But if people want to see her do it, I know she uses a spoon and just spoons it out of like jars from the store of mayonnaise. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, I'm watching the video.
0: The screen cap I saw, it's like a Guinness person with a stopwatch (laughs) and her in front of a table of mayonnaise to do it. But the table, the table has eight jars of mayonnaise on it,
1: which Mm -hmm. feels to me like-
0: A real over expectation. (laughs) If the new record is three and a half, like how is she going to go off for
1: eight all of a sudden? Oh man, you can also also watch her eat the pasta.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm happy. Okay, I'm happy to report that you know. Have you ever watched speed eating before? Where like there's like a technique sometimes where they're like inhaling it. Uh, in the case of mayonnaise, it's just someone chowing down on mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, like, she's I, just I housing think,
1: this mayonnaise. Yeah,
2: she's just housing it like it's ice cream at three AM. Yeah. Like it's just it's just uh, I think what it is is that there's not much competition here in the world of mayonnaise eating. So it's really right. just how much mayonnaise can you physically stomach in this amount of time, it looks like. Like, there's no technique. She's just shoveling it in her mouth. <laughs> That's it. I mean, good for her. She found her calling. But, like, yeah. I'd love to know, like, after this, what percentage of her body is, is mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> At some point, the FDA says she can't be labeled a person anymore. Now she's, man- now she's a, yeah, a right. male-like person. She has person. to be labeled as mayonnaise.
1: Because <laughs> she's 62% oil. <laughs> And, uh, She's more oil, eggs, and vinegar now than person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. I
0: think this tale of eating a whole bunch of mayonnaise leads very naturally into the first of three takeaways on the episode. Takeaway number one: there is a surprising amount of psychological research into why people dislike things like mayonnaise.
1: No, I believe that. I, I believe uh, there's that. a lot
0: of science we can draw on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because like they like. People like Doritos, they do like endless experiments oh, and, yeah. and science to get like the right flavor thing that makes people. And like McDonald's, uh, like they, they all do this to try to hook people.
0: There's like that food science element and then also there is an entire field of science uh, studying disgust. Like a lot of psychologists who just who study how and why do we become disgusted by something, and the internet has interviewed some of these scientists, and so we have stuff about it. In particular, from a popular science article called "Mayonnaise is Disgusting and Science Agrees" by Kendra Pierre-Louis. We've also got get right out of here, Kendra. Wired, Uh, yeah. Get out of here, Kendra. She also, in the article, she just openly says, like, I'm writing this because I hate mayonnaise. Like, I'm completely biased. I really want to. What do oh. I did? It's really what
2: fun.
1: A weird, what a weird mission to go on.
2: You know who's probably paying her is the... Uh, Big ketchup? The ketchup baron? Fuel, no, Fossil Fuel Company. To oh, stop right, The the yeah. mayonnaise yeah. Uh, <laughs> from becoming a source of power. <laughs> they well, know. also,
0: there is, like, we all know there are a lot of people who don't like mayonnaise. And there's, like, I feel like there's a readership for something like that. And also mm-hmm. the Popular Science article interviews Herbert Stone, who is a food sensory consultant who has worked with uh, companies including Hellman's in the past. So this is kind of that food science thing. And there's a very not scientific number, but he gives a ballpark figure. He says, quote, the percentage of people who don't like mayo, it's probably close to 20%. It's not trivial. Also, you will find this kind of polarization in other countries around the world. It's not just Western Europe you'll find a similar degree of like dislike in Asia as well. End quote. Huh.
2: And this guy is like a professional food scientist?
1: He's a food doctor.
2: It sounds like an easy yeah. job when he's just throwing out numbers. He's just like, <laughs> I don't know, twenty percent?
1: Right, yeah. Like that seem, that that's, <laughs> I have no right, degree. That seems high because I don't think I've met I've met people who don't really like mayonnaise. I've never met somebody who's disgusted by it.
2: I mean I get it. It's a big it's a big vet of gooey eggs and oil. Like I get why that could, people would find that disgusting, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's all dead on because I think there are also a few ways to reach the point of not liking mayonnaise, and one of them here is the science of disgust, uh, and it's a whole psychological field that it, it gets into like people's politics and morality and and injustices and things. But we're talking about mayonnaise. <laughs> and, okay,
1: <laughs> I was about to. I, uh, thought, I thought you were about to say like morality plays into whether or not you like <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Turns out, everybody who likes mayonnaise are uh, they're evil. Right. According <laughs> to this study, they are. Uh, they they were able to quantify evil, and, and we have figured out that you are evil for liking this.
1: Congratulations!
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Hey, that's theology, folks. That's what it is. All right. That's most of it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
2: yeah. You die. You die. You go to the pearly gates, and they're like, "Uh, uh-uh, mayonnaise, right. get down there." down there mayonnaise lover
0: yeah that's why the gates are pearly yeah yeah
2: yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) covered in mayonnaise covered in slathered in mayonnaise it's not clouds (laughs) why do you think they call it miracle whip it's all it's all connected it's all connected Uh.
0: so uh so one scientist popular science interviews is paul rosen who is a professor of psychology at the University of Pennsylvania he's also researched disgust since the 1980s uh, like how disgust works and hmm. one theory that he and other people have found is that disgust originally evolved as a way to keep humans safe uh like the one prime thing they've found is that the like first and most universal disgust that we all ha- have is feces we 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 really right. all don't like it uh for the most part <laughs> um for the most for the part, most part. <laughs> So when we become disgusted by feces, that's an excellent way to prevent it from spreading diseases in like a, in a community of early humans. And so we learn pretty early to avoid this stuff, and, and the disgust is seen as kind of a useful mechanism because it keeps us uh, right. more hygienic.
2: Yeah, that checks out. That it's a survival instinct. It's it's our body saying, yeah, don't put that near your body. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah,
2: like don't. Yeah, don't eat that. Whatever it is. And it does make sense that more foods like mayonnaise would do that because that's a that's something that could spoil very right. easily. It like I, I think people can have bad mayonnaise experiences, right? I feel like food poisoning and mayonnaise probably go hand in hand, depending on how the mayonnaise is stored. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense why your body would be like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that goop <laughs> you're eating.
0: Yeah, that's all right on and then In the article, Rosen says, as far as he knows, nobody has ever done a specific disgust study involving mayonnaise, but Hmm. one conjecture he posits is that mayonnaise's texture might be the culprit because, quote, soft and slimy Hmm. things are often decayed and tend to be disgusting. Yeah. So it's like, there also might be an underlying thing of like, somehow this reminds me of decay and rot and other bad things. I was going to say, yeah, it has has the texture
2: of death for sure. (laughs) <laughs> like it's just it, it's weird it's it's like it's gooey but like a little sticky too there's something not right about the texture of mayonnaise for sure not like other condiments I would say I don't even fully like it you know I keep a safe distance <laughs> from it i I put it on um certain meals, but I don't like dollop it on you know I'm not i I don't like love spoonfuls upon spoonfuls yeah you're like mayo, I love you, but like you know I don't need that much of you. A little of you goes a long way.
0: Yeah, and that's another way people uh, get disgusted by mayonnaise. The website Bustle interviewed sensory science consultant Lauren Rogers, and she said, quote, food texture is often split into three key areas. The initial phase, which is the first bite, the masticatory phase, which is chewing or mouth movement, and the residual phase after swallowing, end quote. And she says basically we get different cues in each Mm. area, and also if foods are mixed with other foods, that impacts it. So it's. I think it's why, I assume all three of us would be disgusted by just eating whole spoonfuls of mayonnaise like that speed eater, but are into it with other stuff. Yeah, like that's, that's a that would be, big too, little, be a little too much, a little too yeah. much mayonnaise.
2: <laughs> right. In fairness to mayonnaise, I wouldn't do that with a lot of condiments. You know, I wouldn't oh, chug ranch dressing. Uh, <laughs> like it, it, condiments in general are not things that you want to eat like soup
1: right yeah they're not they're not designed to be you know <laughs> poured into a glass and drank.
2: Yeah. i'd say the <laughs> only thing that i would i would drink and have drink drunken is hot sauce like i will i will eat hot sauce like it's a, like it's its own food
1: okay so you're saying you're saying that like casually like it's a normal thing after going on this long diatribe about how you have to keep mayonnaise at arm's length, and now you're talking about just casually drinking hot sauce. Yeah,
2: <laughs> what's the problem?
1: I just, I just want, yeah, I just man. want hot, to make sure that hot you're aware sauce of that. is
2: more soupy. It's, it's depending on the hot <laughs> sauce you get. Um, it can be a little thinner, um, and it's delicious. It's delicious, Tom. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like spice soup. No, it isn't. <laughs>
1: It's not yeah, it at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Depends on the hot sauce. They come in a lot of different flavors. Uh, if you find the one that's right for you, you pull, you'll pull, pour that right in your mouth.
1: <laughs> I mean, you will. You will. <laughs> you will. You will. Everybody not, will. Not, not the general. Delicious. You specifically will pour that mm-hmm. in your mouth.
0: But <laughs> also, like, I love how strong that uh, psychology of disgust is. Like, it wouldn't just be disgusting. For me to do that with hot sauce, I'm a little disgusted imagining you doing it, right? Like, not even me doing it. Sure, <laughs> it's hard.
2: Well, yeah, I think that's every everything, right? Like, if someone takes a bite out of a sandwich and they're like, "You want a bite?" It's like gross. But if you take a bite out of a sandwich, you're like, "The sandwich is still great," because it's my it's my it's my mouth. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just like anything involving your own mouth is like a okay.
0: That's true. Everybody's different
1: with it because it's yours. Yeah. Yeah, it's the de- yeah. it's the devil you know.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, yeah, my mouth is a mess too. Like it's not. As I know this, uh, but oh. I still, you know, I'm fine. Yeah, with I
0: approve it. of your mouth. I support your mouth. Thank you. Thank I you. don't. <laughs> cool. <Yeah. okay>. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, Tom. That's fair. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> I think from here we got two more takeaways. Let's get into takeaway number two. The name mayonnaise probably comes from two separate eras of Mediterranean military history. That is unexpected. One more time. The name mayonnaise probably comes from two eras of Mediterranean military history. That's from history and war and stuff, yeah.
2: Huh. What's What's the story there? Because it's a it's a very weird name now that you mention it.
0: Right, it's very French. I feel like, especially in the U.S., we usually turn names like that into
1: something uh not french <laughs> like like we don't right. just keep calling it it's that. amazing we didn't yeah we didn't call it like freedom sauce after mm-hmm. after 2003 man the bush listeners who are very young the bush era was so dumb
0: you don't even know uh, like it was the worst it was Very. i dumb.
1: mean we're living through a pretty dumb era right now sure oh sure, sure. yeah <laughs> yeah the bush era was dumb in a different way yeah that's right <laughs>
0: Well, and first thing with this, uh, this is the generally agreed upon origin of the name mayonnaise. We'll also touch on alternative stories at the end, but this story starts with a French nobleman in the mid seventeen hundreds who was also a military general, and his name was Louis Francois Armand de Vinerot du Plessis, Duke de Richelieu. And you yeah. may, if you recognize None of those the words, name, are mayonnaise. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I thought this was going to be like the Earl of Sandwich, Yeah, Maybe it's just their name. Oh.
1: No, no, I did I, Richelieu. That's the that's the bad guy in The Three Musketeers. Really? Yeah. And so this hmm. guy was
0: the actual grandnephew of the actual Cardinal Richelieu who is a real person, real cardinal, advisor to King Louis XIII, and then also the fictional version of him is the bad guy in The Three Musketeers. Yeah. So it's that same family. <laughs> hmm. And from there, uh, in 1756, the Duc de Richelieu invaded the island of Menorca, which is in the Mediterranean. It's one of the Balearic Islands, which are east of the Iberian Peninsula. At the time, it was owned by Britain. And this was the start of the Seven Years' War, which in American history class in school, I was told, is the French and Indian War. But it's the Seven Years' War. It was a massive Britain versus France uh, global conflict. So he invades an island as part of that. Okay. And from there, he succeeds And his biggest win is he captures the main city on the island of Menorca, which is called Mahon. Uh, So that's a very important name here, the city of Mahon. Yeah. Uh, And then from there, he tries to hold a victory banquet for his win. And the chef wants to make a tasty sauce. And then the story splits in two from here. Either what happened is the chef tried to make a standard French sauce that's cream and eggs, but they were out of cream, so he substituted oil and made an oil and egg sauce. Or locals already made an oil and egg sauce and told him about it, but either way, they had an oil and egg sauce that they named mahonays after capturing mahon, so they were celebrating.
2: Yeah. Hmm. so they like hmm. they just while celebrating invented mayonnaise. That's yeah. wild. I can definitely see the invention being uh mis like a uh, like well what do we have. Oil? <laughs> yeah.
1: right. What sure. do we got? What do we got? Oil, fine. Egg, sure. Vinegar, yeah. F- yeah. It in the pot. Sorry.
2: <laughs> and then you try, you're like, "Wow, this is actually good." All right, it feels like it was birthed of desperation. <laughs> um,
1: it doesn't. It mayonnaise definitely doesn't feel planned.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I don't think
1: so. Whether accidental or desperation, it's it does it doesn't feel like that this was a uh, a uh, uh, written down. Right, <laughs> just,
2: I feel like a lot of dairy products have that because like cheese feels the same way. Is like I feel like the first person who ate cheese was like I don't know. Right. All right, let me. Uh, oh, hey, it's right, good. I guess it's
1: spoiled milk. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It
2: was just like it. It feels like cheese was invented by someone walking in a room and going, "Oh no." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm like really hungry, so I don't have much else. So I'm you know either I die or I don't. Let's let's try this.
0: <laughs> but yeah, and so they they brought it back to mainland France, and then it became famous and popularized as mayonnaise. So you've got one war here where it's the huh. uh, French fighting the British on what is now a Spanish island. Uh, the other era here is where the name of the city of Mahon comes from, because it turns out it's named after Mago Barca who was a Carthaginian general who lived in the 200s BC. He was one of Hannibal's brothers and fought the Romans in the Second Punic War. And according to legend, he founded the city in between fights in Spain and Italy today. So we've got the Seven yeah. Years' War and also like the ancient Romans and Carthaginians all contributing to the name of Manes all, all at once.
2: That's pretty wild. I mean, it does kind of taste like it was birthed from war. I get it.
1: Yep. <laughs> Centuries of strife. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, uh, you're coming down <laughs> hard on mayonnaise, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hot Sauce Drinker. <laughs> Look, I
2: like mayonnaise. <laughs> it just it does feel like a, a war condiment. Uh, I don't know.
1: It does feel like a product of rationing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what do we got? Put it in there. I don't know. Yeah.
2: It also feels like, I, I'm surprised, do we have evidence of it being invented elsewhere too? Because it also doesn't seem like It feels like one of those things that's like invented five times at the same point, because it's just eggs and oil, so like, there's probably multiple people like, well, let's put these two basic ingredients together.
0: That's an excellent question, Uh, and it leads us into the few other stories about where it might have come from. Yeah. One is that the sauce might have originally been called Bayonnaise after the town of Bayonne, which is apparently famous for its hams, and then this was made as a sauce for hams. Uh, There's also a theory that it came from the French verb manier, which means to handle, or from the old French word moyeu, which is an old French word for yolk, like an egg yolk. So there's all yeah. kinds of theories for the name, but the, the apparently most commonly accepted one is this like massive military operation uh, and
1: dinner after.
2: That's pretty wild.
1: We threw a mayonnaise party afterwards. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> mayonnaise for everyone. <laughs>
1: Just toasting yeah. it. Than-
0: <laughs> mayonnaise for all. Off of that, we are going to a short break, followed by a whole new takeaway. Because
1: of both of you. Oh. <laughs> Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show
0: for grown-ups. <laughs> well, I, I, that's kind of a, a good segue into the final takeaway. Takeaway number three. In Russia, mayonnaise might be the most beloved cultural legacy of the Soviet era. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and are you guys at all familiar with I didn't know about it till researching, but are you all familiar with Russian mayonnaise culture? No. They are way into mayonnaise.
1: That phrase delights me. Russian yeah. mayonnaise culture.
2: Is this like a c they're clubbing? <laughs> like it's a like it's a nightlife culture.
1: I'm trying to even I'm trying to even fathom what that would be. Russian mayonnaise <laughs> culture. <laughs> People it's doing mostly eating it a lot, but doing there's specific potlucks, stuff. potlucks yeah. where they're swapping mayo? I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we have a few sources here. <laughs> One of them is an NPR The Salt blog. It's an interview where they, with someone who made a Soviet cookbook in the present day. Also a memoir of eating mayonnaise in the Soviet Union as a child in the New York Review of Books. And a <laughs> few other sources uh, talking about mayonnaise in Russia. But just
2: a memoir about eating mayonnaise.
0: Yeah, Tom, that one really
2: stuck, <laughs> yes. stuck out.
1: Oh, just cause in my mind, the entire memoir is about eating mayonnaise in the Soviet yeah. Union. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a section of it, it's the entire thesis.
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: And then I had more mayonnaise. Yeah. It's yeah. just the start of every chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a cold February morning in 1979 <laughs> in East Germany.
0: Well, and So the the gist of this here is that, to this day, Russians are pretty obsessed with eating mayonnaise on stuff, even compared to other countries. And a lot of it has to do with the history of the Soviet food system and how it handled mayonnaise specifically. Because mayonnaise was introduced to imperialist Russia at the turn of the 20th century, but it stayed there through Soviet times. And according to this uh, writer of the Soviet cookbook, his name is Pavel Syotkin, he said that the Soviet food system was nationally standardized into specific items all made by the government. So food was kind of the same in a lot of parts of the Soviet Union, and one of them was mayonnaise. They made it in a really like fancy and appealing way for people.
2: Hmm. Yeah, is their mayonnaise just better than ours?
0: It's hard to say better. They make it with sunflower oil usually as the oil, and apparently that hmm. gives it a different flavor that people are excited about. Uh, they would also produce it in very small jars. They were only 200 gram jars, which is like less than half a pound. And the name they put on it was mayonnaise Provencal after the Provence region of southern France. Like they they, you're the Soviet person getting like sacks of potatoes and bread and very industrial things. And then this little jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, you know, like they made it really appealing.
2: Ooh, yeah. fancy mayonnaise. <laughs> I can see that. Like I can see I, I, I've never considered that mayonnaise can be better than the mayonnaise I'm eating now, but like uh, yeah, I can see fancy uh Russian mayonnaise. And now I want it more than anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Like right now. Why are they keeping it from us? Yeah.
2: <laughs> what's what's <laughs> going on over there?
1: Why are they hoarding their fancy <laughs> mayonnaise?
2: Yeah, it's in a little bottle.
1: Yeah, what do you what do you, you, you don't need all of that. You can give us a I fancy want little that. bottle. Give,
2: give me your little bottle of yeah. mayonnaise.
1: Share your little bottle. <laughs> Fellas, this leads to my plan. We're going to break into the crowd. Oh, yeah. We I wanna even wanted, get that I mayonnaise. Get that man- I still <laughs> want to do a, uh, an Ocean's Eleven heist over we're stealing mayonnaise yeah. from Russia. <laughs> the mayonnaise <laughs> heist. <laughs>
2: sands with people eating sandwiches like yeah, yeah it's pretty good <laughs>
1: you yeah, know it's not bad it's not bad yeah. we <laughs> we lost
2: two guys doing yeah. this but like yeah it was it's good good mayonnaise.
1: one guy got cut in half by an AK47 but his man is alright
0: Right, like that, like that's that first scene in Goldeneye. Like they were there to get mayonnaise, and then when he leaves Trevelyan behind, that's the the schism between them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We lost Sean Bean, but we got some mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You mean the stuff you can buy in a store? No, this is a little different. <laughs> yeah, just
2: a l- slightly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's also. I think it's the kind of thing where the mayonnaise was at least okay. And then the rest of the Soviet food system was terrible. Mm. This cookbook author says, quote, in the 1920s, 30s, standardizing the food supply made some sense. In a country where most people didn't even know the word sanitary and where the trade system was ruined, this was a way to control everything for technology and quality, end quote. So they were like rebuilding their country's food system. And mayonnaise was one of the things that got up and running in a way where people were like, this is edible enough. And so then they were excited about it. It was bad to be in the Soviet Hmm. Union, it seems like. It was not good. But you had the mayonnaise. You did have mayonnaise. (laughs) There's also a specific story of the, uh, this is according to McLean's, the Soviet Union had a food industry commissar. His name was Anastas Mikoyan. And he went on a 1936 tour of the United States. And one of his favorite things he ate was our mayonnaise. And then he went back to Russia and had them ramp up production of mayonnaise and said, like, this is one of the things we need to get going. Uh, and because it's all centralized, <laughs> they did. Is the so that was it.
2: <laughs> wow! So we gave them mayonnaise. Are you saying that we have the good mayonnaise after all?
0: Uh, USA, USA, uh, yeah,
2: U S, USA, USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems pretty good. USA, USA. yeah. So that's what we learned in our mayonnaise heist movie. Is like in the end, the man, the good mayonnaise was here all along.
1: Yeah, it was at home. You know, the, crisis, yeah. the mayonnaise is always greener. <laughs> yeah, on the other side of the globe.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Okay. <laughs> it turns out we did have
1: the best foods,
0: and then we all just kind of hug. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah,
1: under <laughs> yeah. a best foods logo. Gift
0: we to the definitely magic. Yeah. And then the other reason mayonnaise was exciting to Soviet people. Is that their food system was like corrupt and poorly run, uh, but especially corrupt. There was a lot of like <laughs> withholding better things for government officials, and it was not good. Um, there were t- there were yeah, tiers.
1: They of- get the they get the good man. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, they had separate tiers of food distribution where there were state-run stores for most people. And then separate systems for the army and the railroad ministry. Hmm. And then a top tier for government officials called nomenclatura, who were important party people. And then they just got, like, rich people food secretly. And it was horribly corrupt. Uh, But mayonnaise became something that was more and more withheld by the richer and more powerful people. Mm, Bougie mayo. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, like, here, you know, mayonnaise costs money, but it's relatively available to everybody. And according to Anastasia Adele's uh, memoir of growing up Soviet, quote, Mayonnaise was the monopoly of the Soviet state, and the state could never produce enough of it. Also, you could never just buy mayonnaise. You could only get it, sometimes in a favor exchange, sometimes in a special distribution center for important people.
2: Mayonnaise was currency? Yes. It's It's like social currency?
0: Yeah, man. And like... It's amazing. And like currency, currency. Apparently, also people would tend to like if they had any power over the distribution of food, they would hold back a little bit of good stuff for themselves and then trade it for favors later. And so these little mayonnaise jars were one of the moves. It was like I'm gonna keep this and make deals later. Yeah,
2: like like uh, like the term grease in some palms. Could you just like literally do that? (laughs)
1: Like be
2: like, here, here's something for your troubles, and just rub a little mayonnaise on Mm -hmm. their hand.
1: Yeah, you just, have, you just have pockets of loose mayonnaise. Uh, yeah,
2: pockets of loose mayonnaise that you just like you just you slap get a dollar. into people's hands. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's how I choose to imagine this process, mm-hmm. and I will not change.
1: No, I mean you're likely correct. Yeah, why yeah. would it be anything different?
2: <laughs> yeah, just a little mayonnaise <laughs> on the palm.
1: And then and then they do an investigation.
0: It's like we caught these corrupt officials, mayonnaise handed. We caught them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: With their hands in the mayonnaise jar. (laughs) But you can't cuff them because they're slippery. It's a whole thing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, and so uh, it's a very centralized food system, and mayonnaise is being made very special and very high value. And then there were a couple other ways they even more than that prioritized mayonnaise. One of them is just the sad thing of the Soviet Union having, like, constant food shortages in the winter. Mm-hmm. And mayonnaise was effective at being high-calorie, so it helps you get through that, and also disguises the quality of other ingredients. Like, you can cover it up with mayonnaise flavor. Yeah. yeah. It sure does. So, in a way, we can all understand. It was, like, useful in these horrible Soviet winters to have mayonnaise. Yeah, man. Yeah, the for condiments. sure. No, that, that speaks to yeah. me. And then the other, the other <laughs> way the Soviets made it specifically special is they made it the uh, key ingredient in most of the foods for Soviet Christmas. And by Soviet Christmas, I mean the USSR was an officially atheist state. And so then they turned New Year's Eve into the one holiday and people would have like a New Year's tree and like do a lot of the old Christmas pageantry. But on New oh. Year's Eve in an atheist way with mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then they kind of came up with, "Oh, well, we need like holiday dishes for this new thing." And so they most okay. of them were heavy on mayonnaise, yeah. So then families
1: were scrambling yeah. to get it for the holidays.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I decorated the tree with mayonnaise. I to mean, have a yeah. jar of mayonnaise underneath the New Year's tree.
0: More or less, yes. <laughs> Again, it's it's like
1: yeah. Yeah, this uh the
0: Anastasia Adele, like her remembrance of it, she says her favorite Soviet holiday food was called salad olivier, which she calls, quote, a Soviet rhapsody of cubed boiled potatoes, bologna, eggs, pickles, and canned green peas in a bunch of mayonnaise. That was the food. <laughs> oh,
1: um, calm down oh, Anastasia. <laughs> a rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> That that is that is that is yeah that's that's ration food that's liver and <laughs> that's, onions food yeah
2: that you just lubed up with mayonnaise yeah
1: could, I mean I get it. I mean, yeah I yeah get it. yeah I get it but yeah settle down Anastasia <laughs> yeah right a rhapsody
0: well it's like and then Chelsea says quote without mayonnaise there could be no New Year in the Soviet Union a better half of holiday dishes hinged upon it end quote uh and I it is probably obvious to people but it's the kind of thing where I don't want to make fun of their culture, but also it seems like a lot of this was driven sure. by horrible Soviet government policies and uh, that are in high yeah. sight.
1: We, oh yeah, no, yeah. it's, yeah,
0: <laughs> it, no. It
2: sounds. I mean, to compare cultures, it sounds like their mayonnaise was our like Jello in the seventies. Oh yeah, we're like stick it in Jello, and it's like no, don't do that. <laughs> but we kept doing it.
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, Nuck I already said the Sliver Oh yeah, yeah. They're not the only country that is that has. Develop culture around foods that were just given to them because of of rationing right yeah
2: so, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah you work you work with uh what they you work give, with what yeah. you got man still yeah, there's like
0: this like all all mid-20th century food was nightmares too yeah in all countries that's what i was <laughs> yeah. about
2: to say it's more about when it was made i feel like it's yeah. just like man they didn't they did not have food right back then they had not figured it out. And I just mean everybody back then.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, also, there were a lot of global conflicts going on
0: back then. Sure.
2: Sure. Sure. That too. <laughs> Depleted that too. resources. Quite there was a bit lot of the things they hadn't figured out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also, like now we're past the Soviet Union, but also apparently the nostalgia of mayonnaise has stayed, and partly because it's one of the only Soviet traditions that is not sad.
1: Like, like that's just food. It's fine. Sure, uh, yeah. and it's one of the only Soviet traditions that's not poisoning people with uranium, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then the top mayo. Are we past the Soviet Union? <laughs> oh, true.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and then the top mayo brand in Russia today is still called mayonnaise provençal, uh, after this name that it had after a region in France in the Soviet Union. Hmm. Uh, and I also sent you guys a picture of few years ago there was a popular russian national tabloid named come somolskaya pravda that included a sample statute of mayonnaise with every issue of their newspaper this
2: is fantastic yeah because like i would never have to buy mayonnaise you just get up and be like i'm gonna get my stories a little bit of mayonnaise on the side here right. uh, and i got my mayonnaise for the day
1: i love that nothing on this packaging if if you don't if you don't if you can't read or speak Russian nothing on this packaging suggests that it's mayonnaise
2: no yeah
1: yeah it looks like a tomato sauce there's a lot of tomatoes on it that
2: is a tomato <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: there's a lot of vegetables that aren't in mayonnaise on it <laughs> a lot of green vegetables there's no green vegetables in mayonnaise <laughs> yeah, the packaging is a is a real is a real enigma <laughs> you really can't figure this one out. It looks like salad dressing.
2: Maybe that's it. Is that it's like put it, put the mayonnaise on your salad. I don't know, but like it, it, if I just saw this picture, I would assume it's like a salad dressing type, like a vinaigrette or something.
1: Yeah, that's the resemblance for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, stashed it, on It paper. does
1: say okay. I can read Sherlock. Um It says Spoboda, uh Oh mayonnaise uh 67% and then the bottom word is provincial yeah
0: i didn't know you can read so
1: tom that's amazing i uh, yeah i can yeah yeah no i took russian in uh, high school oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't know why is <laughs> but i did
2: mm. so that's your cover story all right
0: yeah 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 you know those like one hundred and one language textbooks where it starts with like extremely basic pronouns and conjugate. I hope it was like pronouns, mayonnaise, then basic
1: conjugation, mayonnaise. and then like no, yeah. we never we did never learned about mayonnaise. Oh, okay, all right. Never learned about mayonnaise, not once. It didn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> didn't come up.
2: Well, I mean, all right. For uh, that's cool. It's it's cool. It's cool. But like, I could I probably could have told you it says mayonnaise on there,
1: right? I mean maybe I don't know
2: I'm just saying I'm just saying that the odds that mayonnaise was on there was great so like
1: are you trying to catch
0: Tom in the act of pretending to read Cirilli I'm, what are you try- trying, to I'm
2: say? trying to neg Tom <laughs> I'm trying to neg Tom's
0: abilities catch him mayo handed
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah catch him yeah.
0: mayo handed my <laughs> yeah, yeah. hand in the mayo jar
2: yeah <laughs>
0: Folks, that is the main episode for this week. My thanks to David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman for slathering so much fun onto one podcast. Also, who came up with the verb slathering? It is is vaguely off-putting, I feel, and I like mayonnaise. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com, please do, because patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the word Mayo, which is a seemingly normal abbreviation that recently sparked a huge tech startup, a major lawsuit, a government conspiracy, and some kind of joking, kind of not joking death threats. So visit SIFpod.fun for all of that, for a library of nearly two dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you so much for exploring mayonnaise with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, there is a surprising amount of scientific-ish research into why people dislike mayonnaise. Takeaway number two, the name mayonnaise probably comes from two entire separate eras of Mediterranean military history. And takeaway number three, in Russia, mayonnaise might be the most beloved cultural legacy of the entire Soviet era. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman are the two heads of a fantastic podcast network and streaming channel. It's called Gamefully Unemployed. It is one of my favorite internet things. We'll also have links to Tom Ryman's excellent writing at Collider.com and Dave Bell's excellent script writing over at the YouTube news and comedy channel, Some More News, which is hosted by Cody Johnston, produced by Katie Stoll, many other pals there too. That's a Just a very good thing, because friends are doing it, and also it's the right politics. So that's the place. Check it out. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. A great article in Popular Science. It's called Mayonnaise is Disgusting and Science Agrees by Kendra Pierre-Lewis. Then an amazing piece from NPR's All Things Considered. It's called Happy Birthday, Dear Mayo, We Hold You Dear. That's by Debbie Elliott. And then a first-person mini-memoir that was published in the New York Review of Books. It's called A Soviet New Year with Mayonnaise. That's by Anastasia Adele. One of my favorite things I've ever read about the Soviet period. And it came through mayonnaise. Really great. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by The Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode extra extra special thanks go to our patrons i hope you love this week's bonus show and thank you to every listener i am thrilled to say we will be back next week with more secretly incredibly fascinating so how about that talk to you then